Let's go, here we go, let's go, it's back on the air. What's happening, Tommy? What's up, Scratchy? Let's go, another day, another Monday. Good to be with you, hope you had a great weekend. I did, how about you? It was good, you know, saw a lot of football, spent some time with my kids, so it was a good weekend, and just, uh, it's so interesting for me to kind of have this retired from football playing life, and uh, I still got a lot of other things to do, but it's nice to sit back and watch football on a Sunday without this incredible level of interest, which there's always interest, but it's just different now, not necessarily being in the fight and watching these other guys fight it out and just realizing, man, it's a, it's hard to win games. I've always said that when you have no control, it's really hard to watch games because you have no say in what's going on. And I, I had such an ability over a long time to kind of play a big role in deciding whether things would win or lose when you're on the outside looking in, it's a little tough. So, uh, you know, I'm getting ready for a golf tournament this next weekend, which is the first golf tournament in October I've ever played in in my life. So that should be fun. And, uh, you know, just getting some time with my kids. And uh, and that's about it. What tournament? I'm playing with a bunch of friends out in California, and I'm going to see my parents. And uh, it should be nice. Unfortunately, I'm not getting down the Riviera to kick your ass. Uh, like what normally happens, get our boy KB out there, kick his ass too. But uh, that's okay. Next time. KB12, right? KB12, exactly. There you go. There you go. Our buddy Kevin Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by Delta Airlines. Delta believes the pursuit of perfection is a never-ending journey, and every day provides new opportunities to keep climbing towards that let's go moment. Visit Delta.com to book today. So you're screaming at the television watching these games? Do you want to throw something at the television? Are you like a normal fan who, who just gets pissed off at every moment? I can see why normal fans get pissed off because there's so much more context when you're watching from, you know, you have this TV and they show every replay. On the field, you don't see any of that. You're like, you're seeing everything ground level. I think when you're a fan, you see obviously a lot. You hear a lot. The commentators are saying a lot. You have the score right there. You have the timeouts listed. It's kind of everything's right there for you. It's not necessarily like that when you're a player. So, you know, you're just, you're in the moment. You, you have a big awareness of what's going on, but you don't have, you know, you're not paying attention. At least when I played, I wasn't paying attention to the defense that much. I wasn't paying attention to special teams that much. You know, when you're watching as a fan, you're paying attention to all phases. So, I mean, you're just trying to win games and it's hard to do. I and mean, there's some teams that are playing well, but nobody would have predicted that the 49ers would have lost and that the uh, Eagles would have lost yesterday. You know, but that's just life in the NFL. And that tells you, you know, there's a lot of parity in the league. And, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to win games. And teams win games. Some teams lose games. Some teams have it right there to win and they screw it up. Some teams are right there to screw it up and they find a way to win. So, you know, you're judged at the end of 16 games. And we always said football doesn't start till after Thanksgiving. Still a long ways to go between now and then. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's enjoyable to watch. You know, it's just a different different perspective to be able to see things from. Let's come back to you as a fan. Are, are you looking at this as a quarterback and and how to correct things for the people who you're fond of who are playing or people who you don't want to see win? Are you saying, God, you know, um, if they only did that? Or are you truly just sitting there, you know, sitting back and, and you know, Lua walking by and the cats are playing and, and you're kind of just taking it all in? Or, or are you trying to be that quarterback as you watch? No, I'm taking it all in. I'm trying to actually listen to a little bit from a broadcaster standpoint and, you know, how they're calling the game. 
um, you know, paying attention more to, I'd say, the the broadcasting element of it, the pageantry of it, rather than, I would say, the nuances and the technicalities of the game. Some of the rule changes that have affected the game, you know, unnecessary roughness calls and so forth. No one likes to see anyone get injured, but, you know, football is a physical sport. And there's a physical element to all of this. So, you know, you throw a 15-yard flag for something that, you know, 20 years ago, maybe wouldn't have had a flag that affects the game in a big way. I mean, penalties are affecting They've always affected games, but now there's a lot more reasons to throw flags. So, you know, just the elements of the game are a little bit different. They're a little more skill-oriented and a little less physicality-oriented. We didn't get to talk to you much about the officiating when you were playing because yeah. you get fined. Yeah. But, but take us inside now. You guys can't talk about it while it's happening, but let's just go to a couple of examples, like the end of that Giants game last night. The Bills are holding. The Bills are holding, and they get an untimed down, an extra down, and then yeah. they get away with one. The Giants go home losing. I know. And, and, and the Bills win. And everybody's sitting here saying, how did that guy miss that? Now, as a player, take us in on both sides because you've been on both sides. I, I, you know, you want to believe that they even themselves out over the period of the season. You know, it's some calls you get, some calls you don't get. It's also tough, you know, when you see a call like that to to go, God, you know, that's it's really unfair. You know, that's a... Yeah, it's definitely a penalty. It just, I mean, it was a, obviously a holding. They just didn't call it. So, you know, I don't know why they call it sometimes when they don't. I always had a problem when they threw a flag and it didn't happen. Like, for example, you know, they call a a hold and there was no hold. I don't know how you can throw a flag on something that you didn't see. I always accepted the fact that if a ref, you know, if there was a hold and they didn't call it, okay, I didn't see the call. So, you know, sometimes they let guys play. Like, I always enjoyed when they did let us play a little bit more. Like, when you get to the playoffs and the refs would let you play and you'd say, all right, how are, how are they going to call the game? Are they going to call it tight or are they going to call it to the letter of the law? And Or, or are they going to let us play? Coach Belichick always had a saying, do business as business is being done, which meant, you know, look, no one's out there to commit penalties, but people literally there's holding on every play in the NFL. You do hold. That's a strategy. So you hold on offense, you hold on defense. You know, DBs cover receivers by holding them a lot. They armbar them a lot. Now, what's allowed, what's not allowed? On the offensive line, you hold the D lineman on every play. A mm -hmm. D lineman on run plays holds an O lineman on every play. Now, your hands need to be in the framework of the of the of the lineman, and if they get outside that, then they throw a penalty. So, when do they throw a flag? When do they don't throw a flag? I mean, it's it's really up to the discretion of the ref. So. You know, last night in that particular, because it's so obvious and because it's at the end of the game, you know, everyone wants it called. And you'd always love the refs to get it right. They don't always get it right. Um, you know, they, they mess up too, just like we as players mess up. So I don't think you always blame the refs. I don't think, you know, you can always let the refs off. I mean, there's always probably a middle ground in all of it that you're hoping over the course of the season, you know, they, they balance themselves out. And maybe you're on the positive end of one of those calls, um, you know. At, and then they have instant replay for other calls that they've tried to implement over a long period of time where they're certain to get it right. Cause it's not like Wimbledon, you know, where mm -hmm. basically refs are meaningless now because they got the tracker and it's, you know, there's so many different violations in football. I would actually like to see less violations called, you know, focus on the important ones and let some other things go. I saw DK Metcalf got penalized for unnecessary roughness. He's, you know, it would, I don't know if there's unnecessary or not, but all I know is the defenders got every right to, you know, push back on DK, but he doesn't do it. So DK throws him on the ground. They throw a flag. I'm like, I don't understand what the flag is. 
this is football. This is not, yeah. this is not, you know, this is not, you know, this isn't touch football. This is real football. And I think the physicality, which people really enjoy, I certainly enjoyed. I, I love that physical element of the sport. I don't think we should ever lose that. And I think that we are, you know, there's so many people that are, you know, want it less and less physical. It's a, it's, it's more like flag football, which is going to be in the Olympics in 2028, you know, which maybe football goes to flag football over a period of time. And I don't think fans will like that that much. Then everyone should stop bitching about, you know, unnecessary roughness calls. I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. Let me, let me ask you, let me put it to you this way. Do, do champions get more breaks? Did you get more breaks, Michael Jordan? Because we're seeing the Chiefs. We're seeing the Chiefs here. Uh, last couple of games, looks like they're getting some breaks here from, from the Zebras. I didn't, you know, we never, I don't know, in my opinion, I mean, everyone's, you know, is the world of, you know, exactly that. I, I never felt like we, I felt like they just tried to call it fair and square. I saw saw one clip of Michael Jordan where he talked the ref into it. And, they, you know, you think that happens all the time. I had, I never... People would always say I got breaks like with unnecessary roughness calls and low hits on the quarterback. I was like one of the – I never got calls. Right. Statistically, it didn't bear it out at all. You were way down, yeah. way, way, way down on the list. I was way down. So, you know, I, I, I felt like that that was just kind of – I almost think sometimes it works in the opposite. You know, when they – no one wants to be – no ref wants to be accused of showing favoritism, so they actually go the other way. So – I don't oh, know, you had that one guy do that intentionally. You, you said the week before on our show, you know, I've never had, <laughs> I've never had an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, should we name him? He, he throws the penalty on you. Yeah. Sean Hockley. Yeah. No, he called a penalty on me, and I've never in my whole career had it. And he, I know, he knew what he was doing before the game, in my opinion. So, I mean, it was one of those things that. I, it was kind of, it's funny now, but I just remember the look in his eye. He was so determined to do that. And, you know, it's just he can go in there with a preconceived notion of what he wants to do, too. So maybe that does happen, which, you know, I think these refs are human, too. So I don't like when the refs try to make themselves bigger than him. I saw I was at a at a basketball game uh, at a WNBA game and the ref ended up, you know, just let the guys play like your refs. You're not a part of the game. You're just. The less you could be seen and heard, the better for everybody. Every ref should listen to that. Like, let the players play. Let the coaches coach. It's an emotional game. Refs, you shouldn't get emotional. Stay out of it. You're not in the fight. There's, you don't have to get amped up. You know, just that's that's my my view of refs. You know, just the less they do, the better. You know, keep it under control. But at the same time, like, let the players play. Let the coaches coach. Let the emotion take over. That's what the sports are about. They're about emotion. They're about physical, mental, emotional, reaching your highest peak. So when you're battling it out, you know, don't get in there and, and, and you become emotional. You're supposed to be the one that just settles everyone down. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Let's go is brought to you by Mastro Steakhouse. A trip to Mastro's is a culinary adventure. Experience the good life with handcrafted cocktails, exceptional steaks, and the freshest seafood. Visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations. And Tommy, if you're coming out here to California and you're going to see your parents, I guarantee you, your dad's taking you to Mastro's. He's there numerous times a week. It's awesome. I love it. He should be. (laughs) He's not retired, though. He's still working hard. I think he goes out in those business centers all the time. We love Mr. Brady and Mrs. Brady. Good you're going to be seeing them. Hey, Tommy, um, Aaron Rodgers is out throwing the football. He had surgery September 13th, one month later, 
He was out without crutches before the Jets game yesterday, that big win that they had over the Eagles, throwing the football. It's remarkable. Well, he's pretty determined to get back, and I, I really appreciate that about Aaron. It's like some guys, I think, use injuries as an excuse not to play. And then I think the inspiring part for me when I see a guy like that is it shows you the love of the game that he has. He doesn't want to miss anything for his teammates. And, you know, I had that feeling. I know all the great competitors want to be out there every single week. Some guys, I played with a lot of guys that didn't want, you know, they, they had every reason to try to find a way out of a game and not to play. And Aaron's finding every ways to try to get back on the field. And hopefully, you know, his team's still in it if he does have a chance. I know it's a tough battle. It's an incredible injury that he's trying to come back from. But I appreciate his effort. And that's that's the approach that winners take is they try to get back out there to get in the get back in the fight with their buddies. You know, these are your these are your friends. These are your comrades. These are the ones that you're out there going to battle with. And they want, you know, I think they have a great appreciation for what he's trying to do, too, which is the best part about it. Now he's operated on a friend of ours, the best sports doctor in the world, Dr. Neil Elitraj. How do you think Neil feels about this? Uh, you went through rehab. You think that, uh, you know, he, he he's always wants the guy to be in perfect shape, obviously, and not saying that Aaron would do anything against doctor's orders, but, uh, you know, you're balancing a lot of things here. A guy's competitive nature, a guy wanting to be out there for his teammates, and maybe going against what possibly is best for his physical well-being. But that's for everyone to decide, you know, it's everything comes at a cost. You know, there's every, everybody's got, you know, every time you drive in a car, you can get in a car accident. Every time you play football, you could get hurt. You come back from an injury. I always said this to a lot of players, you know, let's say you had a, an ankle injury. Well, if you wait for that to get back to a quote unquote, a hundred percent, well, you could be the first play of the game when your ankle's feeling a hundred percent. Someone runs and hits your finger and now you're out. So I don't know. It's just up to every individual that, you know, you're putting yourself out there. You're trying to perform for your team and anything can happen out there. It's a physical sport. And if you don't like it, then go play something else. And if you don't like watching it, go watch something else. I think that's <laughs> the reality of, of, of where we're at with of where I would be at with sports. If I don't like, I love MMA. I love boxing. I, why? Because it's physical and I want to see guys held accountable to their training and their methods. And if you take that away and you make it Olympic boxing, I don't think it says, I don't appreciate it as much. I appreciate guys who are going out there to compete, understanding what the risks are, and then they go compete at the highest level for a championship. And that's why people tune into the World Cups. That's why people tune into Super Bowls. They want to see the best compete at the highest level, and they want to see people play with competitive, fire, determination, and they're willing to to risk more than what people even realize they're risking. And that's where you get a, you get a lot out of that as an athlete too, when you realize – you're putting that much into it. Jim Gray with Tom Brady, our co-host, Larry Fitzgerald, joins us next. We're brought to you by K Jewelers. Shop K's semi-annual sale, October 18th through the 22nd. Save big with deep discounts on the season's most gift-worthy styles. Exclusions do apply. Visit K.com for details. Much more. Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray when we return right here on Sirius XM. 
I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by American Express. You know it's easy to get excited about going to the game. You just love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of being at the game. And you know Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it and being at the game all those smells all those sights all those sounds fits you're getting ready for the cowboys how about them cowboys trying to bounce back uh they're gonna they're gonna face the chargers tonight uh, but let's pick it up with this whole uh undefeated is over after six weeks so the 72 dolphins popping their champagne corks uh, nobody saw that one coming with the 49ers or the eagles losing yesterday uh, fits Man, Tom, Tom, Tom messed it up for us years ago, man. He, we, we needed him to beat the man. Giants in the Super Bowl, man. Because I'm so man. tired. Of, I'm so tired of these dudes out here smoking these cigars, popping, popping this champagne. Like enough with it. You know what I'm saying? Enough with it. You know, I, just, I, I want a team to go undefeated so badly, just so I don't have to see those those cats do that every year. Man, it's tough to. It's a tough thing to do. And six games in, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a 17th game. Maybe there'll be an 18th game at some point. It seems like it's only getting more difficult to do. Yeah. And we were close, and we had a great team that year. But, man, to win every game, is that's a hard thing. It's a hard matchup every week. And even, like I said, you know, you wouldn't have predicted those two games to happen yesterday. But that's football, and that's sports. That's why we tune in. They're so unpredictable. You know, it doesn't matter what sport you're playing. There's a lot of variables that go into winning and losing. And hopefully you're on the winning end, like, you know, half the teams are every week, and half teams are on the losing end. And Jim Witcher's saying the other half are always looking for answers. That was Al Davis. Al Davis used to say, it's a vicious struggle to be number one. One team wins and the other 31 are looking for answers. And let me tell you, two weeks after the Super Bowl, that champion's looking for answers too. Tom, my question for you. When, um, at what point of the season, when you were on, were on that, that historic run, did you start feeling like the immense pressure to, to win every week? I mean, I know, I know there's a, a big pressure to win every week, but when did you start actually feeling the pressure of, of being an undefeated team? I think as we got closer, like week 14, 15, 16, towards the end, because the Colts got pretty close one year. Do you remember yeah. when they played and then Polian, he literally pulled the starters. Peyton was so mad. And he wanted to go for that undefeated season, too. And they pulled the starters and they lost to Buffalo in the last week of the year. They didn't end up even making it to the Super Bowl that year. We were probably late in the year. We played Baltimore and we, and we won late in the year. But it's, it was tough because what you realize when you're the good teams and when you're certainly like an undefeated team, even the teams that were coming to play us, they weren't expecting to win. But they were like, hey, man, we're going to go give them a great shot. We're going to leave everything on the table. If we had any trick play that we used, we're using it. <laughs> if they had any onside kick, they were using it. If they had any gadget, they were using it. If there were any blitz, they were going to use it. We were literally getting the best shots of everybody. 
And, you know, that's what, when you get to the top of the mountain, that's what you face. You know, I'm sure it's like that in every sport. When you're the champion, everyone who trains against you is training to beat a champion. And look, sometimes they don't have the expectations to win, but they, they're going to use you as a measuring stick. And I think that's, that's why, you know, when it's hard to get to the top of the mountain, it's really hard to stay at the top, which is why you don't see a lot of teams repeat, you know, in sports. You don't see a lot of repeat champions. You don't see, you haven't seen a three-peat. In, in, you've never seen a three-peat in football. So it's just a very tough struggle. And certainly to win one championship is very difficult. To win two is very championship. To win one game and win another game the following week is very tough. You know, So getting to 5-0 and o is tough in the NFL. Um, certainly getting to 17-0 and o is going to be very, very difficult going forward. Is that You think this is the toughest record in sports, this undefeated 72 Dolphins? Obviously it's been now these, uh, these 50-plus years. Um, you think that's the toughest one? For sure. You know, then, yeah. I, 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 well, I don't know. There's a lot of tough ones out there. I mean, Cal Ripken's one's pretty tough, too. You know, anything that requires years and years and years. I mean, a whole season of, of winning every game, that's pretty tough. But, again, there was they were 17-0. and 0. You know, we, we're, we, were, we actually won 18 games that year. So we just didn't win, win the last one. It's going to be challenging because even, you know, there's so much – parity right now that you see in the NFL week to week it's hard to find good coaches in the NFL it's hard to find good quarterbacks in the NFL it's hard to find good defenses in the NFL you know so we've got to continue to you know if, if you want to be great you're going to have to put a lot of key pieces in place not only is it hard enough to, to have those players and to have them that magical run but those players have to stay healthy I mean you look at the Cleveland game yesterday would you say Cleveland was the better team did they play better Right. Um, you know, when you lose, you start running back and you're and your best wide receiver. I mean, it, the ball's wet. He can't hold on to. The, you know, there's so many variables that come up every single week that you just simply can't predict. Yeah. If you could hold one record, Fitz, in all of sports, what would it be? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. Jim. I don't know. Tiger Woods cut record uh, for consecutive cuts made in the PGA is is pretty daggone hard. I mean, because there's no. There's nobody else out there with you. You're by yourself every single week, and you know you have a bad day on Thursday, and you know you gotta you gotta go low Friday. I mean, it's, there's a lot of pressure to do that. You know, it's a hundred and something. I can't remember how many starts in a row he he went without missing a cut, but that was that's pretty impressive. I don't think that would ever even be close to being broken. How about you, Tommy? I love how Fitzy picks a golf reference because he loves his golf, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> The funny thing is the first thing that comes to my mind is some type of like sprinting record, like fastest man, because I've always been the slowest man. So I want something that's absolutely unattainable for me, which is speed. So I'm taking like a 100-meter dash, the fastest man in the world. That would be – that's what I would choose. Tommy, I'm right with you. I got so many of these people chasing me. I want to just be able to outrun them. <laughs> Keep running fast, man. If we can't run faster, we got to run longer. That's what I learned. <laughs> the marathon, you often talk about it. It's a marathon. Yeah, life's a marathon too. So you just every once in a while, you know, you just gotta pick up the speed. We just gotta keep running because, you know, you just gotta you gotta make your mark somehow. Our guy Snake runs the marathons. You, you think you could do a marathon, you two guys? No, 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 no. Snake's a beast, man. He's I've seen the I've seen the effort he puts in to train. It's an amazing thing. And what I love about the marathons too is like the community aspect where people get together to train and run. And, you know, it's just an amazing thing to see. It's the Boston Marathon. What a great event. I was up there for a lot of years watching it. And uh, it's just one of the great events because you see just the true test of character. You know, things are definitely not easy. They're a physical challenge. 
it's, a, it's an emotional challenge and you know you're just digging deep in your every aspect of your being to try to complete it yeah hey Jim I did I did the Pat Tillman race a couple of times out in Arizona <laughs> it's only a 5k and I'll tell you there was multiple times I was like yo I got my feet are hurting knee, <laughs> not, knee bothering me chest about to blow up you know you just don't train for those type of distances so that anything longer than 5k there's no chance Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald and Tom Brady let's go is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it well, the Olympics made a decision today, guys, uh, for 2028 out here in Los Angeles. Baseball will be back. Softball, lacrosse, cricket, and flag football. So flag football will now be an Olympic sport, I guess, on a demonstration basis uh, here in Los Angeles uh, for the 2028 Olympics. How about that? That's pretty cool. I think it's a little unfair to these other countries. <laughs> and I think, you know, this is a uh, – it's not going to be like the USA Olympic basketball where, you know, there's a lot of good basketball players all over the world. You know, in football, yeah, there are definitely some good players from other countries. I don't know if they can field a full team like America has. It's been our sport for a long time. So yeah. I don't know how that one got passed, but I'm happy it did because well, I'm going to be watching that for sure. The, the local organizing committee – in other yeah. words, the Los Angeles Olympic Organizing Committee or the Paris uh, or back in the day Atlanta and Seoul, mm-hmm. they get to pick the sports that they want and recommend wow. them to the IOC. And it's always something that's pretty indigenous, uh, like baseball came into existence uh, for the 1984 Olympics out here in Los Angeles. And Tommy Lasorda and, and, and a lot of the folks were involved and so forth. Uh, and so the country, the host country gets to pick what they think, you know, is best and most uh most endearing to the uh, home country fans. So that's how flag football and possibly lacrosse and baseball and softball got picked. Jim, question for you. You know, with the Summer Olympics being obviously in the summer during during the baseball season, how will they, the clubs, allow players to to participate for their their various countries? You know, I'm not sure how exactly that'll work. It'll have to be a deal uh, with the uh, MLB uh, Players Association uh, and the union. Uh, and, you know, I'm not sure exactly how that how that went back then or if it was all amateur players or if Major League Baseball cooperated. But hockey players do it. Basketball players do it now since the Dream Team in 92. Uh, David Stern and FIFA uh, all got together and said this is for the betterment of the game. Uh, hockey has uh, had to disrupt their season because the Winter Olympics are in the middle of their of their yeah. season, just like baseball Soccer. would be. And, Soccer uh, does it, too. Soccer does it too, so with they just have to come to an breaks. agreement with all of these federations, correct, Tommy? Yeah, all the international breaks. You know, it's it's pretty unique. I they just think for the growth of the game, and everyone in the NFL is trying to do it. I don't know how many games they played overseas. I know the Patriots are playing in Germany this year, and I was very fortunate to play in London a few times, played in Mexico, played in Germany, and it's just an amazing thing to go to another country and showcase a sport you love to. And I think because of social media, there's so many people that are seeing sports from all over the world and they become fans. And, um, you know, it's a great thing to go see. That trip to Germany for you last year was one of the great moments for you, wasn't it, Tommy? I mean, I remember the fans singing Sweet Caroline, you know, 30 minutes after the game, they were still there. They were having a great time. And we had a great time because you go that far to win. And um, we, you know, we won the game, which makes it very, very exciting. Um, because it feels like such a productive trip, but it's it's. I think just the 
I always felt like those games we remembered so much because they were so different. I've even seen a lot of these basketball players who they decided to already like LeBron and Kevin Durant um, and be, you know, they're playing for the Olympic team going forward, which is great because you, you do, it, it's, a, it's a different type of emotion, different type of feeling, you know, it's a different type of stimulus, you know, it's a very different experience, which that's what life's all about, trying new things and trying some new experiences. So I think those guys are going to be great. I think it's great for the sports. I think it's great for flag football. It's great to see our best athletes go out there and compete on that world stage. And, you know, I, I end up being a huge fan of the Olympics whenever they come on. And Fitz, you've been to 108 countries, so this is an opportunity for everybody to kind of see what we do here. You've taken it to a lot of those folks with your philanthropic endeavors and delivering hearing aids and just taking photos and, and, and your general curiosity of the world. So uh, yeah. you've seen a lot of their place, so now now you can bring them here. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can, you know, bring people and show us, show them, you know, what makes America so great. And, you know, I, I love I love ball and to see it being played, you know, on international level now is, is really something I'm excited about. What I hope it doesn't happen is more kids play flag football and don't play tackle football. You know, I'm starting to see that a lot. You know, even back home in Minneapolis, there's so many more kids that are playing flag and not not tackle. I hope, you know, flag can just be an introduction, you know, to getting them to play football because there's so many wonderful things that come from our game. You know, the teamwork, um, you know, learning how to, you know, get up when you get knocked down. There's a lot of great benefits that come from the game of football, and I hope it uh, continues to, to bring young people to the sport. Agreed. Hey, Tommy, thanks so much. Fitz and I will carry it from here. Enjoy the week, and we will talk to you. Have a great, have a great golf tournament. Yeah, you guys too. Have a great week, Fitzy. Talk to you soon, and Scratchy. Thanks to all the listeners, and I uh, hope everyone has a great week. Our program is brought to you by TB12Sports.com. You know, from work days to workouts, TB12 plant-based protein powder can help elevate your performance. It's the perfect choice to maintain a low-carb diet without compromising taste or performance. Check it out and other TB12 sports performance products at TB12Sports.com. Dot com. I want to give out a special thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, pointed out the great marathon runner that he is, does a great job in the marathon of a season that we put together. And we want to thank our sponsors, Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos, Casamigos Tequila, Mastro Steakhouse, and TB12 Sports. Let's Go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. You can listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the Sirius XM app, included with all Sirius XM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. And now for Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald, I'm Jim Gray. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again right here next week on Monday night on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.